Welcome to Recruiting Daily's Use Case Podcast, a show dedicated to the storytelling that happens or should happen when practitioners purchase technology. Each episode is designed to inspire new ways and ideas to make your business better as we speak with the brightest minds in recruitment and HR tech. That's what we do. Here's your host, William Tincup. Ladies and gentlemen, this is William Tincup, and you're listening to the Use Case Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking with a company, Striver, that's S-T-R-I-V-R, and uh, we're going to be talking with Derek, the founder and CEO, uh, a little bit about the use case of their software. And this is going to be a really fun podcast because it's a topic uh, that we don't get to talk about that often in recruiting and in HR, and we will be and should be. So, uh, Derek, if you don't mind, uh, introduce yourself and the company to the audience. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, William. Thanks for having me. My name is Derek Belch. I am the founder and CEO of Striver. Um, Striver actually uh, originally was an acronym. Uh, it stood for sports training in virtual reality. It stood for, I should say, it stands for. <laughs> it still does stand for that. Um, we just, uh, you know, that was at a different time in the company's history when we were only doing sports. Um, but we liked the name so much and we liked the fact that has a nice little double entendre, you know, strive to get better, strive for many things that we, uh, we kept the name. So. I love that. So virtual reality. So before we get started, last week, an Oculus Quest shows up at my house. Okay. Yep. And I had, I'd gotten it for an HR, a virtual HR VR conference. And, uh, and so they sent me one, my kids, uh, 10 and 14, both boys, they came in, I was on a conference call. They came in, they said, dad, can we open this box? I said, yeah, 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 sure. They not only opened the box, they opened up the Oculus. They looked on YouTube and, uh, they moved the furniture around the living room. They put painter's tape around and created their area. And they were playing games by the time I got off the conference call. that was my introduction to vr right there so i'm a i'm a noob in your world (laughs) fine awesome so let's let's walk into vr first of all just conceptually uh, for the audience because like me again here i am you know 52 years old i've never done anything vr i'm aware of vr i'm aware of ar but I've never done anything in VR. And I would assume that the audience probably shares some of those experiences as well. Let's talk, let's go meta and talk a little bit about VR in general, and then let's get into some of the applications of VR. Sure, sure. So I, I actually love, William, that you're starting there. Um, we, we see so often that there are assumptions um, and, and inferences made that, that just are, aren't true, <laughs> or you know the, these terms, virtual reality and augmented reality, are uh, are are so bastardized. Often, you know, we 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 find ourselves constantly educating and re-educating. So, really good way to start. Um, you know, at, at the most basic level, virtual reality is what we like to call complete mental transportation. So, body in one place, brain thinks it's somewhere else. Uh, now, in the case of your, you know, your kids setting up the living room, right? Like they're building their kind of virtual playground here. All they need is a what, maybe an eight by eight mm-hmm. uh, that physical space in the real world, and then they're going to put on this headset and they're going to be transported to a number of different virtual worlds, right? And and the way that the the occlusion of light and the tracking and the redrawing of graphics and the frame rates and 
know, all these things add up to a, you know, hopefully fairly seamless virtual experience for the end user where they're literally going to feel like they're somewhere else. So virtual reality, complete mental transportation, augmented reality, uh, on the other hand, is what it sounds like augmenting the real world around you. Um, so that, that, you know, would be maybe digital overlays on a, on a, on a pair of glasses, you know, pilots have been using AR for a long time with heads up displays. Uh, we've seen movies like minority report that kind of paint the future of what it could look like with, you know, your eyeballs or contact lenses. I mean, I think that's a pretty scary world personally, but, <laughs> but that, that's, you know, that's where the world wants to go and, and probably where it will go in many respects. So, so again, virtual reality, complete mental transportation, augmented reality, augmenting the world around us. And, you know, I think for the, the bulk of today's conversation, focusing on, on VR um, and specifically in, in the HR world and, you know, kind of teeing up now getting to use cases and applications, um, you know, the way we're really trying to coach our customers to think about this and the market as a whole is, you know, when we think about HR and we think about employee development, right, um, we kind of want to simplify it into like three basic buckets, hiring people, training people, and doing the work. Um, so hire, train, do is what we like to say here. And, you know, we, we, based on what I just walked you through the premise of each of these technologies, we feel that VR will be complementary, supplementary, and, and probably all out disruptive in the hiring and the training bucket due to the idea of simulation-based learning, simulation-based assessment, you know, not unlike what pilots have been doing in flight simulators for 50 years. And then AR will be the in the flow of work doing technology, right? Where the glasses, the hard hat, whatever it is, is telling you, you know, literally exactly what to do as the cars are going by you on the assembly line, for example. Um, so, so that, that hopefully that's really helpful for, for the oh, listeners. Oh, it's super helpful. Yeah, it's, it's not it's definitions, but some application, you know, how we're thinking about it. So. Well, what I, you know, okay, so last night I'm, I'm sitting there with my headset on and, and I'm laying down watching YouTube videos. And again, just to be, you know, you know, laying around, rolling in my bed and being able to just watch whatever I want, change the screen, do different things like it. Again, kind of a, a, a brave new world, which was fantastic, but I automatically started thinking about the applicability to recruiting you know, as you, as you, as you, you know, call, you know, hire, like we have candidates that come through the process and as we assess them, being able to put them kind of mental, as you said, mental transformation, if we can put them into a place and then the, again, this is good for them. It's good for us getting them into that place and saying, okay, here's, here's what the job would look like. Here's what, you know, again, kind of job tryout job assessment, if you will. But basically, here's the job. Uh, in fact, my youngest, he plays a game where he's in a grocery store and he's picking up groceries and checking out. And I'm like, we live a mile from a grocery store. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm, not sure what, I'm not sure what the appeal is, but all right, you know, either way, for a 10-year-old, that's important. But for candidates, I, I love the, uh, I love how, the app, how, how Striver could be applied for them. And I love that you went into development because I was, I was going into training training and development, learning and development. They all kind of blend together. But the idea that then as someone is an employee, then you can then, okay, this is a, just a different way of learning. Like we, we have learning content. Now we have a different way of learning and it's just kind of an extension of learning. So um, give it, you know, first of all, did I get those two right? Yeah, yeah, I think really like to, to 
in a nutshell um, and to really like get to the crux of all this, um, you know, you just hit the nail on the head, whether you're hiring an employee, whether you're training them, um, you know, again, thinking about VR specifically, we can interview till the cows come home. We can look at resumes. We can have people watch videos. Um, we can have them read materials, look at PowerPoint, whatever. Right. But in the end of the day, we don't really know That's right. what they're going to do when they get on the job. Right. right. So, right. so again, whether you're assessing a prospective candidate or a promo T or a role change, right. Or whether you're trying to train someone on how to do a task or how to think or how to give feedback or whatever, um, VR allows for that experiential based assessment, experiential based learning, right? Simulation based learning, simulation based assessment. So it just has the power to literally put somebody in the exact shoes they'll be in, in the job or, or damn near close. Right. And, and let's see how you do. And, and we feel that that is very powerful and it's the future for sure. Well, what I love, yeah, I, what I love about it, you know, from a candidate's perspective, so, you know, the, we've been talking about candidate experience for uh, probably about 10 years now. And, you know, the idea that we like the customer experience, like we think about every little step that they take in the process in that funnel, you know, what did they look at when they look at the careers page and what jobs were attractive and how did, what marketing worked for them? Like we're looking at everything and we're analyzing everything, which is all good. And then and again, skills testing and all types of behavioral assessment, personality assessments, like all that stuff is great. And I don't see any of that going away, but I love the addition uh, and whether or not it's front of funnel or back of funnel, I love the addition for the candidate to then be able to say, I now know what the job is. Like I read about the job. The job description is very, it was well-written. Uh, and uh, I under, I think I understand the job, but until you kind of feel it, and that's the, one of the things I loved about uh, uh, VR and, 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 you know, playing some of the games with the kids and stuff like that is it's, it's real. Like <laughs> yeah. you, yeah. you are, you are in a different place. So I love that from a candidate experience. You know, being able to give them a different way to say, is this a match for me? Yep. Yeah. And I think especially in frontline roles, mm. right? Good see, call. Yeah, we see this as a challenge. I mean, we, 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 we work with a lot of customers that have, you know, that are using our technology for, for frontline workers. And they've just told us straight up, like, hey, some someone – some of these people quit two hours into the job because they, they, they realize this isn't what they, they signed up for or they don't want to do it, right? Like just, just making sure they show up the next day is a win in some of these roles. So, yeah, so, so whether, you're, whether you're giving them a preview, whether you're assessing them, like it doesn't really matter. This could go a hundred different ways, but you know, I think you're, you're nailing it, William, which is you know, put them in the environment that they're going to be in and, and see what happens before right. – before you make an investment in them or as part of that investment in them. I mean, this is, the, this is pretty simple from our perspective. It, it, it is, it is simple. It's new to, to talent acquisition folks yeah. um, because, but because it's a, a different way of thinking. There are, there've been virtual tryout uh, softwares uh, that are the products that are out there, but not virtual reality. Uh, which is different. Like you can put them, put people in a simulation, but that not, not what you're doing. You're doing yep. something completely new. And that's, that's all the more reason for making a use case for this. So I think, I think on what we, as we talk about, we'll separate training 
and from from talent acquisition just for a second uh for the talent acquisition folks it seems like to me that the use case is the cost of a bad hire or the cost of you know turnover cost um and all of, of which could be avoided had someone had the experience before they started the job is there any other tentacles that i'm not thinking about I, I agree wholeheartedly with those two. Um, and, and I would add and for, for, for talent acquisition. Yes, for sure. Um, as we start to expand this to, you know, L and D professionals and others, right. it, 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 you can add to that list. <laughs> oh, we're going to definitely add to the list. Cause that's yeah, talent acquisition for sure. I mean, and, and you know, what I would add to that is if we, if we kind of want to elevate the narrative and get a little more minority reporty and, mm -hmm. <laughs> and talk a little bit about the vision here, I mean, not only is it potentially impacting directly churn and, and you know, addressing this, this idea of a cost of a bad hire, but some of the data that we can collect, right, about how employees perform in these simulations, you know, now potentially are, we're able to track them over time and, and eventually lead some of these simulations to, ha to be predictive in nature when they go through them. Um, and so, you know, not only can we hopefully make better hires, but we can also track mm -hmm. how the employee does over time to make the model better that can be more predictive on the front end, right? So I think that's super, super interesting as well. Yeah, that's going to be closed loop. That's going to be really, really nice uh, as you start to do that. So that you start to see how they went through the simulation, how they performed. If they were a high performer uh, six months later, then go back to the simulation. If you have to make changes, you can make changes. And then again, it just it gets tighter and it gets better uh, around that particular job, that particular company, etc. So I love all of that. The, the thing that we didn't talk about there that we probably should bring up for the audience is that you know, the comp the best compliment a recruiter can get is I didn't take the job, but I love the experience. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So VR has a place in that. And I could see people being on Glassdoor and reviewing companies. You know, I got the job or I didn't get the job, whatever. Uh, but I love the experience. They threw me into an environment where I got to see, I got to experience the experience. And, and so I can see people like literally writing Glassdoor reviews based on having a great experience. I, I couldn't agree more. And, you know, the, the, the candidate experience, you know, now in 2020 and the war for talent and, and everything, right? Uh, I mean, not only... Not only have, have companies been competing on perks for the last 20 years from mm -hmm. food to laundry to 401k matching to, you know, dog walking, whatever it is. But, but to your point now with the internet and companies like uh, Glassdoor and other websites, now they're also competing on candidate experience. Mm -hmm. And so, so Absolutely. When, yeah, I mean, when you, when you, when you have a, a buzz about how, how you, you evaluate talent and, and onboarding talent into the organization, I mean, that, that's going to be very sexy and very attractive, right? I mean, I think that that's going to be a separator for sure. I, 100%. I think, I think, again, I think it's one of those deals. Once you know it, like for me now, forever changed last week, I can't put the air back in that bottle, <laughs> right? Now I know. 
And so yeah. now it, it really is with every conversation I have with a TA professional before, or, you know, prior might not have been brought up now going forward. It's like, this is one of those things that they'll remember if they get the job or don't get the job, that's a different decision. That's an yeah. altogether different thing, but they'll remember the experience and that experience, it's a, that's going to impact them for life. So yeah. I think you're right. I think you nailed the, 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 uh, competition around candidate experience and candidates talk and then you know everyone's got a twitter account so (laughs) you know like a bad experience gets modified and and you know amplified but also a great experience uh does as well i would i would say well let's let's move to training and development because you've you've said a couple things that i love simulation based and simulation simulated learning experiential learning these are all things that i love so now they're employees. So we've hired them, we've onboarded them, uh, which by the way, VR probably has a place in onboarding as well. We'll put that aside. Um, and VR has a place in performance management, but we'll put that aside. We'll get to learning and training and development. Um, the use case there is, is, again, those three words, combination of words that you use, simulation-based, simulated learning, and experiential learning. Take me into those worlds. Yeah, so I, I, think, there's, I think there's two fairly simple ways to think about it. You know, number one, um, back, kind of back to your first question, like what is it? What, what is the technology? What does it do? Why does it matter? I mean, really, the, the pilot in the flight simulator is just, there's no better metaphor, right? Like when pilots go into flight simulators, they walk in and literally fly the plane without actually, without actually flying the plane, right? So what we're trying to do here is give a learner a flight simulator-like experience for blank, you know, insert job here from cashier to CEO, right? Or whatever the industry is. Um, so really it, it, it's like visualization on steroids, right? And, and especially for a newer generation of, of humans and employees that millennials, et cetera, that learn differently than you and I did. I mean, you're 52, I'm 35. So you got a lot of years on me, but, but you and I, you and I learn differently than, right. No doubt. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, and also too, back to the frontline, you know, world, I mean, we've, we've had some employees or excuse me, some companies tell us that their employees are, you know, illiterate, don't have high school degrees. I mean, this is just the reality of, of, of some of the, you know, some right. of the roles in America. So when you're talking about a, a visual learning experience and you're talking about uh, a learning by doing experience and you're talking about tools and toys <laughs> that, that, is, uh, that are the expectation among a younger workforce um, that is entering the workforce, um, I mean, th- this is just better. It- it's just better than PowerPoints and videos and getting lectured to. And oh, by the way, we're in the middle of a pandemic and no one's lecturing to anyone right now in person, right? <laughs> and-, and so, and may- maybe not for a couple years again, if ever. So it- it's just a better learning experience. So I think like bucket one, as I said, is to think about this as it relates to, okay, you know, a- the use case is a better learning experience. And then Bucket two is, is about ROI. So, all right, now I have a 50-hour onboarding program that includes this, 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 and this. How can VR be inserted uh, as part of a blended learning approach mm-hmm. and cut that onboarding time in half? And, and what, what's 25, 25 hours times 
15 bucks an hour times 50,000 people, for example. Yep. I mean, that, that adds up very quickly. Uh, <laughs> and, and every different, you know, concept, learning concept uh, the company addresses is a new opportunity for ROI like that. It's just a math problem, you know? So I think those are the two really simple ways for, for your listeners and for HR professionals to think about this is uh, a better experience and, and a, a potentially, you know, much uh, and a very cost effective experience too. I love that you brought up blended learning because this is, this is an addition for all the learning folks that are listening. This is just another arrow in your quiver. And this is going to be something that you'll use to basically, when, when you're looking at talent, you're going to basically be able to say, okay, I'm going to be looking at learning styles and learning differences and looking at what, what tools can I use to get to the outcome? And VR is one of those tools, you know, that, that you can use. Um, Last question before we wrap, have you seen anything so far in the data in terms of industries where Striver works really well or even job classes? Because you used Frontline uh, a couple times during the discussion, but I, I wanted to just see if there's anything you've seen in the data where, where you know it just works. Yeah, so, I, you know, it, it's still pretty early. Right. Um, we're still casting a fairly wide net of uh, – of use cases, applications, you know, et cetera, within the, the HR training uh, hiring world. Um, you know, I would say the four buckets that, that most of our customers are, are uh, attacking with VR uh, from a training perspective, you know, operations, process, procedures, um, bucket one, um, uh, that could be using new equipment, that could be change management, that could be, you know, Walmart, you know, Black Friday happens once a year. So I need to make sure everyone's trained up effectively before that instead of watching YouTube videos to prepare, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, bucket, bucket two is safety and hazards. Um, you know, so all things safety related, whether it's slips, trips, and falls on a factory floor up to active shooter and robberies and, you know, kind of everything in between. Um, bucket three is customer service. Um, and bucket four is, is interpersonal skills, you know, soft skills, you know, some of the fuzzier things, uh, you know, DE&I, empathy, you know, management, uh, giving feedback, you know, et cetera. So th those are, I know that's not a succinct answer to your no, question. No, 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 no. It's yeah. like you, you, you framed it up well. It's early on. And, yep. you know, I was, I was going to ask the opposite. Like, where does this not work? And yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Which is, which is you're, because it's early on, you don't know that, you don't know that either yet. Yep. You will. At one point, you'll be able to, you'll be able to then say it works here and it doesn't work here. Yeah. So one, one thing we do know in that regard, because I think it's, it's well, well asked, you know, where doesn't this work? So anything that you can do that you otherwise could do in the real world, probably not a good fit for VR. Um, anything where true immersion or, you know, true 360 environment doesn't really matter. Actually, William, your example that, of you gave, that you gave from the other day when you were laying on, laying on your back, you know, watching YouTube in a headset. You know, I, I would argue that's actually not a great use for VR. You know, what, <laughs> yeah, like, and I don't know, I don't know what you were watching, but watching a two-dimensional video in a three-dimensional right. world, it, you could do that on your TV, for that's example. Right. But it, but if you were like in a 360 environment, or you were acting something out, or you were physically doing something in that environment, then that that would make a lot of sense. So so we we push our customers to think like that, right? And then the last thing I'll say is. You know, we, we've also seen, that as of today, this will change. Um, you know, the frontline worker is the ideal end user, you know, today. 
Um, we're seeing this be more applicable in the knowledge worker world um, on some of those soft skills things mm -hmm. that I mentioned. But you know, as of today, when you're talking about uh, specific knowledge tasks, skills, and, and quantifiable outcomes we can look at as it relates to performance, you know, better performance in the factory, fewer safety incidences, faster rate of stacking boxes, whatever, right? Um, th those are just inherently more quantifiable roles than some of the knowledge worker roles that, that candidly are, are harder to qu quantify, at least today, you know? Right. So, yep. Well, Derek, this flew by. I mean, we, you and I, th I, I mean, first of all, I could learn from you uh, by just <laughs> talking to you more. We could do all uh, day. But I, but seriously, I really appreciate your time. I know you're busy, and uh, I appreciate you educating the audience and educating me. And uh, I just, I wish you well in our in our industry. And if you need any help, I'm, I'm happy to help you out. And uh, I want to thank the audience for listening. And that's the Use Case Podcast for Striver. Thanks for having me. No worry. You've been listening to Recruiting Daily's Use Case Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite platform and hit us up at recruitingdaily.com.